This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. This week we are kicking it old school, as it's just me and my man Joseph Noe in studio together. Guys, we got clips, we got audio, and eight minutes of Chipotle. Stick around, you're really going to like it. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. Hi everyone, my name is Christopher Flannery, I'm joined, as always, by Joseph Anthony Noe III. Hi everybody out there. We have a throwback episode today, it's very exciting. Matt Weiss is not here, all due respect given, but Joey, I'll tell you what, I'm kind of excited that it's just uh, me and you. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, brah. Wow, yeah, if we talk like that, it's going to be a goddamn blast, brah. Um, welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. We have a good one lined up for you. Well, Chris, uh, what exactly are you going to be talking about? I'll tell you, fictional Samsonite. Quick hits on the JCC bomb threats. We got a big update there. Remember we talked about that a while ago? Yes, a lot of we the did. Jewish community centers were getting, you know, calls about, you know. Death threats, bomb threats. Yeah, big update there. We also have a Julian Assange update. By the way, my man on uh, on SoundCloud, I love him. I can't think of his uh, his username right now. Hold on, I'll find it. But he really hates uh, Matt. Hates Julian Assange. No, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Matt's Matt gets mostly love on this program. No question about it. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I should have looked it up before we started, but uh cypress moss he always listens every cypress episode moss. awesome he, name great name Co- comments a lot we really appreciate it like he listens to the show all the time but he not crazy about julian assange we got an update on julian assange that i think is an important one to talk about also wikipedia founder jimmy wales we got an interesting situation brewing there also former president barack obama's four hundred thousand wall street speaking fee four hundred thousand dollar wall street speaking fee which we're gonna get into i i I feel that you and i are gonna have very different opinions on this one really yes what what i'm teasing that's it all right we're gonna get into it a little bit later in the program then we got a bill o'reilly fox news update a lot going on there and it's really just an excuse for me to play some fun clips from fox news and also i told joey before the show we're gonna go down a very weird road uh that he's not expecting yeah i have no idea where this is gonna lead nobody knows where it's gonna lead except for moi also, Ann Coulter not speaking at UC Berkeley. We're going to touch on that briefly. And finally, we haven't done it in a couple of weeks, I guess. We have a Trump odds and ends, which I'm looking forward to. <sighs> no, what is that? What is that? I a just huff and puff. It's uh, just uh, I'm just going to be <laughs> I'm going to be yelling at the tax proposal. That's it. That's all. Oh I'm yeah, yeah. Just Trump yelling. put out his tax plan. So stick around to the end of the program to to hear our thoughts about that. I mean. You know, I don't have it in like super detail. It didn't pass yet or anything, but it's just the proposal. But, you know, I have the details of of basically what's going on there. It's just a huge, huge tax break for corporations and the rich. You know, if everyone is so big on this artificial intelligence shit like Watson and everything, why don't they just plug the numbers into Watson and see what Watson has to say about the goddamn tax break? Well, here's the thing. That is... It's interesting you put it that way. It is that is a Republican tax plan where you go. You got to let the market decide. You got to let you know. 
that's all it is. A computer can tell you not going to work. <laughs> well, no, but the computer could come up with the same plan because it doesn't factor in uh, empathy. It doesn't factor in reality. It doesn't factor in the fact that, you know, we can pretend that hard work and determination always equals success. It's not necessarily the case. It also assumes a level playing field, which we don't have. But that's what a lot of the Republican tax policy and a lot of what their economic policy revolves around. It doesn't re- pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, uh, my family's been in poverty for thirty years, and people get killed on my block every day. Yeah, but work you got harder. Those bootstraps. Yeah, okay, you know. So all right, let me say this. So this weekend, I'm very excited. I'm going to the national. Museum of African American History and Culture, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, like I said, my man Cameron, who works there, hooked me up through uh, Damian Lemon on In the Conversation and other, you know, television comedy mm-hmm. knockout. Uh, hooked me up with those tickets, so I'm really, really looking forward to going to that this weekend. Next week, we will talk about it on the show. I'll be posting some stuff on my Twitter, my Instagram, you know, possibly a Snapchat or two. So, Ooh. you know, if you guys want to follow along this weekend, I will be in uh, the D.C. area at the museum. So that'll be a lot of fun. And thanks again to Cameron, who I, I'm going to email later. We're probably going to meet up uh, at the museum. Say hi. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. I'm really, really looking forward to doing that. So I'll have a full report next episode. Uh, also, we're sponsored today, Joe. We got a blue apron read coming a little bit later in the program, which Fantastic. we will talk about. Yeah. Um, okay. Ready to get into this whole situation? You actually said you had something. I do, actually. Um, I have a science update. Would a you science update? What would you want to start the show with a science? I mean, I couldn't want to start the show with anything else because there was the science protest that did occur on Tenth Avenue. Well, right, and not a, not necessarily a pri- science protest, but it was a march, in a march. F- like to promote the idea that uh, hey, science is important. <laughs> so basically, what had happened was there was a what happened was. Spanish researcher that was playing around with like uh, it was a be. Uh, She's like a beekeeper and okay. playing around with bee beehives and stuff. Sure. And she left a plastic oh, beehive. Bag. <laughs> boo! You have that soundboard? Uh, Put up the soundboard. I, I boo! Thank you. So anyway, so she's playing around with the beehives and stuff, and she left a plastic bag with these uh, special like caterpillars in it. Okay. And it turns out that the caterpillars ate through the plastic. Uh, oh. So we are now looking at a possibility of breeding special caterpillars that will d- break down massive amounts of plastic. Right. Right. Like the uh, the garbage patches in the middle of the ocean, maybe throw a shitload of caterpillars on them. Yeah, you just throw, just throw them everywhere. What's the negative? What's the downside of this? Okay. These caterpillars grow to be giant? No. And I- then they develop a taste for blood? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Romani Nawe, who's a researcher from Michigan State University. That's not his name. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> believes that um, the amount of plastic that the caterpillars would eat would pick up toxins like a sponge, transport these toxins up the food chain, and then cause harm to the environment and human health around it. Right. Okay, right. So you'd have to, right. So they'd basically be trans, it'd essentially be like, humans eating plastic at a certain point because it's going to get up the food chain yes, eventually get so up the, the, the toxins are just being transferred from one shape to your mouth that that's interesting but i mean that that's an issue that could be dealt with in the sense of 
you just have to really monitor those caterpillars. You can't just let them loose and go, go oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, but, you know, you got to pay attention to what they're doing. But of course, like further research is needed because you can right. figure out what the enzymes are. Mm-hmm. And then you could even tweak the plastic where it could be more dissolvable by those toxins and enzymes. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. And there's also been stuff that I've seen um, or read about where um, mushrooms or different fungi can do the similar stuff so you know it seems like yeah i mean it's it's interesting that we assume because it's a man-made problem there's not a natural or organic solution you know what i mean yes because even man-made stuff is still natural because it it exists in the natural world we're just making new compounds and putting different things together in a different way but it's still carbon life you know what i mean like it's still what we are made of everything is all made of the same stuff so yeah there's going to be solutions like this hopefully as we go forward but it's a matter of of innovation it's a matter innovation wait do i have it you better have it innovation innovation not regulation thank you carly fiorina um it's a matter of innovation obviously but it's also a matter of investing into these things and you know i think as shit gets worse you're gonna see much more you know people understand that there's a a uh, an economic interest in solving yes. the problem so. uh when you said giant like murdering caterpillars you said bloodthirsty uh, yeah they developed a taste for blood yeah, oh, yeah. it kind of makes me uh, think of Sli- uh, Slither. Slither? Slither? I don't the know. horror what movie oh i didn't i didn't see it you haven't seen it okay so you're saying i'm smart enough to write a movie yes Great. Good point. Um, all right. Cool. So that's an interesting story. Keep your eye on that. I definitely will. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say more. Well, uh, unless if you want me to be, like join the project and I start playing around that? with the caterpillars. Could you do that? I'm afraid that it's going to turn into the butterfly effect, though. Right. See Absolutely. what I did there? See what I did there? I did, yes. Caterpillars <laughs> turn into butterflies. Yeah. Oh, that's Ooh. something you're not thinking of. What if the caterpillars then, full of plastic, turn into like butterflies that are weird somehow? Death dealing butterflies? Yeah, these like death dealing plastic butterflies that just float around. Plastic butterflies sounds like a Goo Goo Dolls album. All right, nice. You ready to get into the uh, first story we got here? That was yes. good. I'm glad you brought that Thank to you. the show. And, and stuff like that is going to be very interesting. It, it'd be nice to see the natural world solve our, you know, human machine problems. All right. Michael. It's K-A-D-A-R. I don't know how to... I guess it's Cotter, Cater. We're going to say Cotter for now. Okay. He's an 18-year-old Israeli. He has been arrested for allegedly making bomb threats against Jewish centers in the United States and other hoax calls worldwide against airlines, police stations, and other institutions. He also apparently allegedly tried to blackmail Delaware State Senator uh, Ernesto Lopez he will likely not be extradited to the United States from his home in Ashkelon, Israel. He is accused of making 2,000 plus threats worldwide using an IP masking and voice you yes. know, masking as well. Uh, technology. I have a couple of quotes here from she- actually one quote from Shira Nier, which is a cool name. His attorney says it is unthinkable that a young man who is in his right mind with these mental skills, would consider doing a fraction of what my client is charged with, and if found to be guilty of the allegations against him, it is our duty as a society to, above all, provide him with the treatment he needs. I will ask the court for a sanction in lieu of jail time, as with every day that passes, my client's mental state deteriorates further. Apparently, 
they're saying he has a brain tumor and he has some other <laughs> issues that he's had for years and like it just makes him act weird. Um, it's interesting. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is because the assumption was that because Trump became president, mm-hmm. you know, anti-Semitism was on the rise. And not that it isn't, right? There is uh, obviously an element of anti-Semitism, anti-Muslim sentiment going on in the country. But this is not that. This is just some kid in Israel who might have a, a brain injury that's that's terrible. It's not good, but it's not... Uh, it's obviously not as bad as people thought. It's just, it's just a weird situation. Uh, I don't buy the uh, brain tumor Why? story at all. Because, like, the thing that made me laugh out loud about this uh-huh. is when I read that when the senator from Delaware, right. Lopez, did not respond to the blackmailing, the kid then sends drugs to his house. Yeah. That well, is that's a great what, way to fuck with somebody. Yeah, well, that's how he's trying to blackmail. And he's like, all right, you don't want to answer my first email? Well, here, here's a thousand pounds of cocaine, dipshit. Uh, <laughs> now you owe me money. Yeah, I know. He tried to blackmail. But but that, see, uh, you know, traumatic brain injuries, different things, brain tumor, they can certainly alter your, I'm not saying this is actually true or not. We're going to find no, out. Yeah. But it 100% can alter your behavior. So that's really real. That's true. The one thing that really caught my eye, though, is according to newspaper sources, he has $500,000 in Bitcoins. It's a lot of Bitcoins. From a lot of operations, blackmailing, maybe doing some illicit activities. Well, obviously, he's pretty computer savvy. Yes. Right. Um Interesting. Fuck. I wish I knew off the top of my head how that's a lot of bitcoins to have. That's quite a bit of like real money. Well, I want to ask the Simpsonites. Samsonites. Samsonites. Thank you. Sorry. If anyone knows how I could start earning bitcoins, Samsonite. It's a complicated thing, and I don't think you should start getting involved. Like, th- let me say this because I see this like see this crazy look in your eye. They. Don't assume because it's like not real money, like U.S. currency, that it's just somehow this easy thing to make. No, it's the same. A Bitcoin is fractional. So like I was just going to look it up, like what the exchange rate is for like dollars to Bitcoins. But it's like point zero zero one Bitcoin is a dollar. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's equivalent. It's, it's okay. hard to get Bitcoins. You can earn it by doing different things online. You can ask for services paid for through Bitcoin. Like when I was doing graphic design, I could get paid in, in Bitcoin. Ooh, cool. Yeah, but you but it's not and then you can invest it. There's like different stock markets and different shit, but it's it's a weird world that you'd have to like understand. A lot of, you know, it's very complicated. Yeah. Let me let me look actually. Bitcoin to US dollar so, exchange rate. This uh, guy was very uh, active, threatening people. At- so one Bitcoin yes. equals $1,335. What? Right. Say that slowly. One Bitcoin uh-huh. is like 1400 US dollars right now, today. And he had 500,000 Bitcoins. That can't be right. Oh, no, no. 500 worth in Bitcoins. So right. divide that. Well, no. So it's, yeah. So it's 500,000 US dollars. Less. But, okay. Right. Because it's like roughly, say, yeah, 1,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. to one. So if you had 500 big, but that's what I'm gotcha, saying. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So 500 Bitcoin, but it doesn't trade the same way. So you don't just go, here's one Bitcoin. No, because that's yeah. $1,000. You have to do it by like 0.002 Bitcoin. You know what I mean? And at one point, he uh, threatened to take down the Boston Celtics airplane. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I, the, you know, so, it's ter- he's terrorizing people, but the good news is they were never actually in danger because this dummy wasn't actually trying to bomb anyone. He was just trying to fuck with people, which he did. Yeah, we definitely have to stay on top of this one. Yeah, we'll stay on top of it, but it, but it, see, I, because also you have to keep in mind too. This is a dangerous mix of like maybe crazy and the unknown, because he <laughs> absolutely had an understanding of technology. Right. If he's able to bounce his IP around and then mask his voice to the point they don't even know where it's coming from. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I believe to an extent the the brain tumor thing, because it's not like he's so crazy that he can't manage anything. He's just, he could be just an intelligent guy that understands computers and how this stuff works and then has a brain tumor, which changes his behavior to do like weird malicious stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's still with, and he's still in his right mind, but not because the brain tumor is changing his behavior. But we'll see. I mean, this is what they're saying. You know, he could just be a nut. You know. Yeah. Um, it's like super trolling. That's really what he's doing. But it's kind of a silver lining that this is who's doing it, and it's not actually just a rash of attacks against Jews. You know, like it's it's better that it's this guy, and they were never actually in danger. Of course, the effect is still the same. To them emotionally, people feel scared, rightfully so, but they weren't actually in danger, which is a positive, I think, you know, if you were going to get a positive out of it. So, all right, we'll keep our eye on that, but that's an interesting story. Um, Justice Department and Julian Assange, according to U.S. officials speaking to CNN, the U.S. Department of Justice has prepared charges to seek the arrest of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. The investigation into Assange and WikiLeaks began back in 2010 during the Chelsea Manning leaks. This is collateral murder, and this is when WikiLeaks really um, came onto the scene, uh, you know, as a big uh, part of, of the conversation. Got a couple of quotes here, quite a few quotes, actually. Um, oh, here, before I even read the quotes, the uh-huh. Obama administration could not find a way around the First Amendment protections to levy charges against WikiLeaks. But somebody who has Twitter can. Yeah, are you? Are you? Who are you talking about, Joey? You, sir. Talking about Donald Trump? Yes. Hey, Joey. How you doing today? Good, good, good. That's great. You're terrific. Uh, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States of America, God help us all. Um, should I do a session? I don't really know what session. No, no. Sessions kind of sounds like a dummy. No, it's fine. We're going to step up our effort, and already are stepping up our efforts to, on all leaks. This is a matter that's gone beyond anything I'm aware of. We have professionals that have been in the security business of the United States for many years that are shocked by the number of leaks, and some of them are quite serious. So, yes, it is a priority. We've already begun to step up our efforts, and whenever a case can be made, we will seek to put some people in jail. Excuse me. Now, let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm drinking cherry pomegranate polar seltzers. Nice. Very good. It's a, nice, it's a good summer flavor. They can't do anything to Assange as long as Ecuador is still going to uphold his asylum which there's no indication that they're not going to do that. If I'm him, I'm trying to get out of the embassy still. You know, I mean, you still want to get out of there. Go to Ecuador. Go to go to Brazil. Go wherever. Some place is going to offer you asylum, but they can bring charges and try to get him out of there, but they, as long as Ecuador is not going to cooperate and keep asylum going, he'll be fine. This is just an escalation now. It seems like they're going to try to go after asylum, which is crazy because Trump was literally praising him you know, seven months ago, six months ago. Barry Pollack, who is Julian Assange's lawyer, says, we've had no communication with the Department of Justice and they have not indicated to me that they have brought any charges against Mr. Assange. They've been unwilling to have any discussion at all, despite our repeated requests that they let us know what Mr. Assange's status is in pending investigations. There's no reason why WikiLeaks should be treated differently from any other publisher. Mike Pompeo, 
the religious extremist CIA director, said Julian Assange has no First Amendment freedoms. He's sitting in an embassy in London. He's not a U.S. citizen. I think that's a very valid point. Yeah, but the press does. The press does. Does The Guardian, because it's a U.K. paper, not have freedom of the press in the United States? It does. <sighs> Rep... You know what's bad? What? When you have all these people that are crazy Republicans gunning for you. Yeah. And they're just not normal people. They're people of power, high power. Here's the thing. Half the country agrees with them. That's the situation. You know, I was thinking about it. I wrote a little note to myself that I was going to talk about during the Trump odds and ends because I have some poll numbers that are, you know... I think people numbers. I think people yes we got some numbers that are numbers bro yeah numbers are numbers I feel like the left would look at the numbers and go oh this is great but when you dig a little deeper you go no it's not great and the reason why is the way we're judging Trump on his first hundred days a lot of people oh he wrecked it he ruined it he did a terrible job ask the people that voted for him those are the only people that matter because guess what he has enough people to win obviously he already yes. won so if he keeps the same amount of people he he'll again. win again so that's the pro- that's what we need to be focusing on and so to your point where it's like these crazy republicans yeah i agree this is you know they're doing a lot of things i disagree with but half the country roughly agrees with them so it's not crazy to them it's crazy that i disagree with them Representative Peter King, who's a Republican from New York, says, I'm glad that the Justice Department has found a way to go after Assange. He's gotten a free ride for too long. Assange has caused tremendous damage to our national security, put American lives at risk. There's zero evidence of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that keeps being said. We'll prove that. Who's been killed because of it? How has it damaged our national security? Have we been attacked because of... We- no, it's all... That is just a bullshit line that they say. Bullshit line that gets the, f- the feedback loop going. Right. Now, I have a question for you. If you well, let me just say this. Sorry, yes. I'm taking a sip of water. It's it's unprovable. That's the benefit of the intelligence agencies and secrecy, which is why WikiLeaks is such a problem for these people because they can say whatever they want, and then we go, "Well, do you have proof?" We do have proof, but we can't show you yeah, because we can't it's classified. It's national security. You're right. Okay. Well, fuck you. Fuck you. And that's the that's the issue, and that's why WikiLeaks rubs a lot of people wrong to begin with. Now, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you were the American Civil Liberties Union Speech, Privacy, and te- and Leader Technology Project, <laughs> what would you say? Um, I'd probably say something like, and this is just a guess, like if I was yeah. a director of the American Civil Liberties Union Speech, Privacy, and Technology Project, I'm just guessing. That's what you're yes. asking, right? I'm just guessing. He'd probably say never, like Ben Wisner, I think, is the guy? Yes. But if I were him, I would say never in the history of this country has a publisher been prosecuted for presenting truthful information to the public. Any prosecution of WikiLeaks for publishing government secrets would set a dangerous precedent that the Trump administration would surely use to target other news organizations. That's just a guess. That's just what I'm guessing the ACLU would say. When, what universe do you live in where you're going to be prosecuting for telling the truth? Well, the truth is if you're in the business of power and the truth is uh, opposite what you'd like to do. Uh-huh then it's dangerous to you. Same way the Bush administration built a false narrative for war in Iraq. Saddam has weapons of mass destruction. No, he doesn't. He never did. He doesn't. Hans Blix, the UN investigator, was there. He said they didn't have it. Like It's frustrating because people still will argue that he had... Well, he moved them. No, he didn't. We'd have... You don't think we're watching that? You don't think we'd notice? So that's why... So you know, The truth is not your friend in that case. And that's why. And so the more that you can control the narrative, the more power you have, the better 
position you're in to get what you want done. And that's, you know, that's obviously an authoritarian, a fascist thing to do is to control the media. And, you know, we've seen not that Trump has done it, but we've seen a willingness to be to try to say that all media is fake news and that you should only listen to us, that, that they have the they've cornered the market on truth. But that is not accurate at all. And you should actually be way more skeptical, no matter how you feel about whatever administration is in power. You, They are in power. So you should really be skeptical of power. That's why that phrase truth to power exists. That's why powerful people don't necessarily love the truth and why they don't like WikiLeaks, because it is the truth. It might like Matt always argues. Maybe it's not contextualized. Maybe it's not this. Maybe it's not that. It is what it is, though. It is mm-hmm. the reality of the situation. You're going to interpret it how you want, but it is true information that they're putting out. And that's dangerous to power and, and you know, authority. All right. We're going to do over under quickly for you. Okay. Julian Sanj is going to be in uh, the embassy for another five years. Over under. Um, hmm. Before I here's here's what I'll say before I answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know Assange obviously personally. You don't know a lot about his um, mental state outside of what he talks about. But he's usually just talking about you know issues relating to WikiLeaks. If he's really like you know clawing up the walls to get out of that Mm -hmm. place he's gonna have to figure out a way to get to ecuador that's gonna be his only way out now while trump is in office do i think that that's a possibility probably not it's probably a bad idea to go for it so in that regard i'd say probably over five years we'll see i mean you know the 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 charges in sweden might be dropped. I think the statute of limitations is only a couple of years. You know, we talked about it, but yeah. I forget. So we'll see. I mean, he might try to make a move in a couple of years, but I don't know. It depends because he can't, he doesn't know whether the United States has charges pending against him. If he, if it's just the charges in Sweden and those are gone, he has no charges against him. That so he can walk <sighs> out. The problem is if he wa- steps out of the embassy, the day that the Swedish charges get dropped and there's a U.S. investigation, they're going to arrest him. And they arrest and him, and he doesn't even know what he's being accused of. No, well, of. he'd know what he he'd know for sure. Maybe right, that like, only at that moment or whatever. You know, who the fuck knows? That's but I'm just you know you understand. So yeah. that's the situation he's in. So we'll see. But I, I bet he's gonna be there quite a while. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one. Wikipedia co-founder Jimmy Wales is launching a new online publication aimed at fighting fake news by pairing professional journalists with volunteer community contributors. Plans to pay the reporters with a crowdfunding campaign, and they're going to cover general issues like U.S. and U.K. politics, specialist science and tech, and other issues. Donators, so people that donate to the project, become supporters who will have a say in what subjects are covered, and community readers will fact-check and sub-edit published articles. And I have a couple of quotes here from Jimmy Wales, unless you want to say something before we do that. Let's hear what Jimmy Wells has to say. This will be the first time that professional journalists and citizen journalists will work side by side as equals, writing stories as they happen, editing them live as they develop, and at all times backed by a community checking and rechecking all the facts. Someone I know convinced me to give Trump 100 days before making my mind up. But then on day one, Kellyanne Conway came out and said her alternate facts line. That was when I really decided to move forward. If you take a look at Wikipedia, it's noisy and not a perfect place, but for true fake news, that's been almost no impact on the Wikipedia Wikipedia community. The volunteers are experienced enough to know it's nonsense and have an ethos saying, no, we're here for neutral facts. That community knows it from the ground up. 
If you take as an example the Bitcoin community, they're a very active and obsessed community. There's a lot of news that comes out in that field, and I think they'd love to be able to raise money to hire a journalist and put them on the Bitcoin blockchain beat. Mm. Good. You got a thoughts on this? Uh, I think this is gives new meaning to the watchdog press. Right. It's huge. But the other thing I really like about it, that there was a twist with this, they're saying that the journalists are going to be sharing full transcripts, video, and audio of the interviews. Right. And a lot of times, there's certain contexts or things that are said that aren't always reported or mentioned. And you and I know Michael Moore and the magic of editing. So when Why you, would you pick Michael Moore to the, be the guy that go out? I like Michael Moore. What, do you, what does it matter with you? No, he's good at editing. Yeah, he but, knows how to bring a point. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying that he like selectively edits to like cut context out. He probably does, but I don't it, agree. But good, all right, okay. whatever. I get what you're saying. But by giving the community the access to such right, um, you know, information and content, it changes the tone of the conversation sounds like wikileaks doesn't it yes it sounds like here's here's the thing when you read an article on the new york times it's the article it's baked up you already see that's it they looked at their sources they they have their their information videos interviews that Mm -hmm. they've done but it's condensed this is now like the finished product this is going to be both i think it's going to have articles it's going to have links it's going to have all the source material like how they arrived at that conclusion and it's Mm going to constantly be able to be peer reviewed essentially um so it's like showing your work and i think that that's an important thing in in the fake news i'm doing air quotes fake news era um because people tend they go well why you can't believe the new york times well you don't have to believe the new york times this is how they arrived at this conclusion and that's what you're going to see um on the wiki tribune which i think is actually a very very good idea because there's going to be enough people that can cross reference and double check and go, well, actually, when you talk to this person, he said this, you know, yeah. it's going to be way less room for interpretation once the final piece is put together, which I think is very important because you don't have to trust the organization itself. You don't even have to trust the people because they're going to show you their work, which is what is missing when you talk about, you know, even great journalism that that is missing to an extent because you, you don't have time to come through. But if you want to, you can. Do you know what's going to be missing from it? What? Spin. Yeah. Because yeah, right, I feel that right. this is just going to be more facts than it is someone else's opinion of it. Right. Well, right. I mean, uh, which is what a lot of the alternate new fake news seems to be is somebody's opinion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, part we talk about it on the show. You have to be able to look at something on Red State or Huffington Post and be able to filter cut the fat of their opinion or their bias off of it and look at the facts and get the information, which I think we do well. I think it's something that I have worked on that I'm good at doing that I don't necessarily get caught up in the spin of what somebody is saying to me. I can, of course, spin whatever I want, mm-hmm. give my opinion on things, but I can read an article on anything on any site and go, well, that's opinion. That's, you know, and I can kind of cut it out and just get the, the facts of the situation. That's, I think you're right. I think that's what kind of situation you're going to look at here. There could be a hundred people working on an article they might all have their own little bias and spin and whatever, but by working together and editing and editing and editing, going through the facts, they're going to be able to cut that out themselves. And you're right. I think it'll be more just a factual document, but it again is like what WikiLeaks does where they put out 
this is the information take from it what you will same thing here they're going to write an article but there's going to be the source documents there yeah because that's first-hand knowledge right that's already been cross-checked cross-referenced right and we'll continue and it's going to be, be instantaneous yeah. well it'll be instantaneous in the sense that they might get an article up about you know joey oh joey was wearing a, a, a teal sweatshirt but as the story evolves that story will change we always talk about also this don't believe first reports when you Mm -hmm. see stuff about terrorist attacks and whatever the story is going to change the interesting thing on here is you'll be able to kind of see that in real time as more information comes in you'll see why the story changes people go well what the fuck uh you know on 9-11 they said it was bombs then he said it was planes yeah because they thought it was bombs at first and you'll see that information and then you'll see the plane information and you'll see you know what i mean so you'll see the story develop which again is an interesting thing that you don't necessarily get to see now, and I think will help. Because if you get to, because if people look at this and go, "Well, they could be making it," up, okay, then forget it. Then there's nothing that we're going to be able to do to make you believe the information. But th- but this seems like a, and it's also putting people from the communities that know it the best mm-hmm. will be involved in talking about it. It'll be involved yes. in writing the stories. It's the same thing with climate change. The more closely your field is related to the climate the more you understand that climate change is real when they talk about 97 percent of scientists yeah the three percent that don't agree might be bought and paid for by you know exxon or whatever but people so some some scientists only believe like "Eh, maybe it's like 60 percent happening but they're not climate scientists they're botanists you know what i mean so it's like they gotta read the fine they're related but they don't know it as well that's this situation. Yeah. So maybe somebody that's writing about Bitcoin, but he's actually, you know, sort of a, a, a finance guy that only focuses on Wall Street. Well, maybe he doesn't know Bitcoin that well. Well, now you're going to have the Bitcoin people involved. You're going to have yeah. the people that actually know it the best editing and talking about it so they can they can fact check on the fly as well. So it's a really, you know, interesting situation. Well, also the other thing I like and a good idea. about it too is it feels like it's going to have a lot of that open source like material. So if there was a journalist who wanted to share his expertise, but, you know, has to have a certain lifestyle, that lifestyle can be met by crowdfunding. Yeah, or you could do pro bono work for it. You know, I mean, I think there's going to be people that get involved in that. I think we're getting towards a prestige culture anyway. We've talked about this, where at a certain point, when with automation and, you know, technology, that, that a lot of things that, that, normally require labor and and people doing it are not going to, we're not going to need that anymore. It's the same thing with this. Like at a certain point you've achieved the level of success that you're going to achieve. So it's more important for people to recognize you as an authority and as a prestigious person, as opposed to like, well, I made $200,000 this year. You're going to make your money. You're going to get that, but it's more almost important at this point to to get the likes and the retweets. (laughs) That kind of falls into where Obama is with the speeches too. Kind of. You care to expand on that? Sure. I mean, we can go. I mean, we, we talked about the Wiki Tribune stuff. Yeah, you want to get into the Obama stuff? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, good. What do you want? What do you have to say about it? Okay. Well, former President Barack Hussein Obama will reportedly accept four hundred thousand dollars to give a speech to Cantor Fitzgerald, which is an investment bank. Um, and I have, I have quotes from a Slate article written by this guy Daniel Gross in the email because it's like such a he's going way out of his way to try to de- like defend the fact that Obama's mm-hmm. doing this and not that I particularly have a problem with it but I mean we're going to talk about it but this guy's article is hilarious some of the points that he makes I have a quote okay said by the most famous villain of all time the joker okay if you're good at something 
never do it for free. Who said that? The Joker. It is the Joker. It is the Joker. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. I mean, listen, Obama's great at giving speeches. Great. That The one that he gave for Hillary at the goddamn convention should have won her the election, but she's just a terrible... I mean, she's such a bad candidate. It was great. It was a phenomenal speech to give. It was really, really great. And it, we obviously, we've seen him give terrific speeches over the course of his uh, career. Barack and Michelle Obama have already gotten a $65 million book deal, by the way, just to put that out there. Okay. Um, I do not believe an ex-president deserves $65 million. I do not even, I can't even think of somebody who deserves $65 million to write a book. Jesus? Yes. Yes, Donald. Maybe Jesus. Maybe if the book was literally written by Jesus, yes. Next to the Bible. The best-selling book of all time, The Art of the Deal. But the Bible, terrific read. I love it. I keep a copy next to my nightstand at night. $65 million? Yeah, well, he he's like, extremely popular, and so is she. Maybe like if Keith Richards wrote like the <laughs> best autobiography of all time, talking about all the exploits, and you got video clips or something. Yeah, like, but it's based $65 on- $65 million? But here's the thing. It's based on book sales. They know that that goddamn thing is going to sell for eternity. He's the first <laughs> black president. Like, his first book out of office. It's huge. Yeah. Plus the audio book, plus whatever, the promotion. Like, it's just a cash cow. They're going to make- They're going to make- they. They can afford to pay them, the two of them, Mima, let alone Michelle, who people love arguably more than Barack. She's, you know, they're going to make the money back. It's going to be okay. So, but anyway, but that's okay. So that's what the price of the book is. <laughs> the, the, a lot of people on the left are pissed because it's like $400,000 is a lot of money from an investment bank. When Obama's the last Democratic president, he's supposedly a, a, this big progressive, even though. Nobody went to jail. You know, nothing really changed after the financial collapse in 2008. Obama did bring the economy back through a lot of policies and the, you know, stimulus and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But nobody really went to jail. Nobody got punished for what happened. Um, This is Daniel Gross in an article called Stop Freaking Out Over Obama's $400,000 Speaking Fee. He wrote it in Slate. And I'm just going to read a couple of, like, few paragraphs from yeah. his from his thing and we can talk about it this is an absurd double standard that obama should forego what is the norm for former presidents because several well-paid people who work in the media think it is wrong nobody said i don't i don't think he should forego it but make no mistake it doesn't look good that the the democrat progressive can you know get paid 400 grand by an investment bank and everybody's gonna be like yeah sure uh, just as silly are the comparisons to Hillary Clinton and her speeches to Goldman Sachs and others. Obama, unlike Clinton at the time, is definitely done with electoral politics. Okay. But these arguments get some uh, get some more profound things wrong. They shortchange the populism of Obama's presidency and betray a misunderstanding of the market fo- forces animating the industries in which Obama now works. Most important. So basically what he's saying is, Listen, Obama now works in a raise money situation because if he's trying to raise money for, uh, you know, kids to get into politics and, you know, I don't exactly know what Obama's next venture is, but it's going to require donations from wealthy people, essentially Mm -hmm. is what this guy's saying. And so it's not the worst thing in the world for Obama to, like, get in good with the bankers. But that's the problem. (laughs) Do you really want do you really want the next generation that Obama is going to be working with and, and towards? To be funded by the very people that would, uh, you know, keep them out of politics. You know what I mean? That, Here's your question. That are corrupting the democracy to begin with. Here's your question. You ready? Yeah. How do you feel about blood money? 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's all right. I mean, that's kind of the point. You know, it's $400,000. Sure, Obama can get, but he should. He's a great speaker. Obviously, it makes sense to do it. I would go speak to Cantor Fitzgerald for 400000 There's no question about it. But nobody's looking at me as like the progressive voice of a generation. You know what I mean? And and the influence that Obama is going to have, we've talked about a lot. He's going to be one of the most influential former presidents ever. Maybe the most. It just doesn't sit right. And I, understandably, it doesn't look good. Like if Bernie Sanders during the campaign it, it just all of a sudden was like, and Thursday, I'm going to go give a speech to Merrill Lynch for $500,000. Okay. That feels disingenuous. Yes. The problem is people look at Obama like he was some progressive. He's not. He was like a middle of the road kind of corporate Democrat. And this is not out of line for him to be. This is like right in line with Obama's politics to be taking this money taking it he's earning it but i'm saying of the road my friend right you know what i mean it's not out of bounds so all right the the they shortchanged the uh read that already most importantly they assign far too much symbolic value to activities that at their core have not been anathema to progressivism in the past and shouldn't be now right see this guy's trying to make the argument that it's cool for obama to do it and in doing that he's explaining why it shouldn't be cool because he's going listen this has been something that progressives have done for years where they'll pay, pay lip service to going after major corporations and financial institutions while taking their money. <laughs> he's like, it's not something that's never happened before. And he's right. Yeah. But that's the argument against it. Stop. Stop taking their money. Maybe you do. Oh, Obama shouldn't. He can do what he wants. Right. Yeah. But if he doesn't do it, somebody else will. Well, somebody has to eventually go, no, we're not, as a former president, no, I'm not going to take $400,000 from the banking in- industry. I'm just not. He can make his money. And my, the point about the $65 million book deal, he doesn't need the 400000 from, he can take it. He's more than entitled to go do it. But maybe it does look better to not. Wouldn't that be a bigger statement as opposed to going, yeah, of course he should take it. Fine. People go, yeah, okay, uh, of course. It'd be a bigger story if they go, whoa, Obama turned down $400,000 from a bank. For an hour. Yeah, for an hour. Right. I mean, which is goddamn. Like I said, I'd do it. Speaking for, uh, speaking for money is a very large industry. Many people participate in it. Journalists, thinkers, college professors, former politicians, consultants of all types. Speaking agents routinely field requests from people who are staging events for profit, for charity, for client entertainment, for education, for employee morale. Many of us including me. Oh, okay, Daniel, I see where we're going. (laughs) Many of us, including me, participate in this economy. The fees range all over the place, but it's extremely lucrative. It's uh, it's harder to make more money legally in an hour than you can giving a speech. Okay, I see where Daniel's coming from now. (laughs) Mm. Daniel's like, yeah, I could buy a fucking yacht with the amount of money that uh, you can make doing speaking engagements. Okay. Accepting speaking fees doesn't inherently compromise your integrity, and there is no baked-in conflict between having or making money and being heavily invested in progressive causes. I don't agree. I don't agree. Look at- So how are you supposed to fund the progressive causes if you don't have access to that money? Get more people involved. That's the- But he's doing that indirectly then. That's the dirty secret- of this whole kind of shell game that's taking place in this democracy. There's more of us than there are of them. Money is not speech. If you add 20 million people to the people that vote progressive or vote democratic in elections, you win every election. Half the country doesn't vote. 
get some of them. There's more of us than there are of them. That's the thing. That's the thing. But when this guy says you can make more money, there's almost impossible to make this amount of money legally in an hour. Well, yeah, that's called a bribe, right? That's you're bribing somebody. Mm. You're taking somebody from the other side and going, yeah, but we can get him. Yeah. If we give him 400,000, he'll give us a beach. It's fine. And then it just, it does, to me, it does, it is inherent, it does inherently compromise your integrity to make that. Because compare Hillary and Bernie. Just look at the two of them. Who's more progressive? Hillary or Bernie. Now, policy-wise, obviously, Bernie's more progressive. But just look at the fucking situation. Hillary did give Goldman Sachs speeches. Bernie didn't. There's an obvious gap there. And it doesn't mean she can't. It doesn't mean that it bought her allegiance. But it certainly seems like it could. Because why else would they do it? Why Why else would they do it? See, that's what doesn't make sense about this. What does Cancel Fitzgerald need Obama to say? They don't need him to say anything. They need to go, we got the f- the former president gave the his United first speech States. here. We have 400,000. We gave it to him. He talked to us. And now it appears like Cantor Fitzgerald is connected to the former president. That's it. That's all they need. Because that's all they're looking for. It is all appearances. Most. Th- that's why this argument doesn't make any sense, where it goes, it doesn't inherently compromise your integrity. There's no baked-in conflict. Yeah, there is. Yes, it is. Because you're not going to be as likely in my opinion, to go after progressive causes. And even if you are, while you're going after those progressive causes, the fact that you talked to anti-progressive financial institutions tarnishes the way that you look while you're doing that. Barry Bonds is one of the greatest home run hitters of all times. What does everybody say? Asterisk. Right. Yes. He took steroids. Yes. He had 73 home runs. It was awesome. Amazing. But he took steroids. He was great when he hit 42, and he wasn't on steroids. Everybody acknowledged him as one of the greatest players of all time. 42 is not 73. That's right. But at 42, he was Bernie. At 73, he was Hillary. And that's the problem. That's the difference. He's tainted. There's a there's something about it. That's the problem. Progressives don't hold George Soros' wealth against him, but praise what he does for democracy and philanthropy. We should. You should be against that, too. What is Soros uh, involved with? Again? Media matters, different oh, okay. liberal cause. You know, just because you agree, it doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? I, I agree with probably a lot of what he does. But if I'm against the Koch brothers doing it, I'm also against Soros doing it. You know, we yeah. can do that. That's fine. If the only thing keeping left of center politics viable is the rejection of a set of symbolic virtue telegraphing public behaviors, it has much bigger problems than Barack Obama's income streams. That's such a crazy thing because that is a lot of what the left is. It's not just there. There's a set of liberal democratic principles that you can follow. Mm hmm. But a lot of it is also virtual virtue signaling and having the right rainbow flag and having the right pin and doing this and that and you know looking like you're part of the cause is half the battle (laughs) you know what i mean and and that may be right or wrong but that is the reality and he's saying like well you know we okay but it is the reality besides after eight years of relentlessly adhering to norms okay often to his own detriment and the detriment of his party i don't think it's fair to ask barack obama president obama to keep striving to set new norms for ex-presidents why that's what I don't understand. So, yeah, so it's the bigotry of low expectations. Why, why ask the first, the, the most 
different president that we've had, right, in history. It just by the nature of who he is and how he was raised and the color of his skin and everything, the age, how he did it, who voted for him, he is different. Yes. So in the in the in the most positive way, you know, I mean, really, why is it crazy to be like, hey, do this differently? Set the new standard. You set a lot of other firsts and did a lot of other great things in this country and, and changed the, the way that people look at the presidency forever. But now it's not okay to ask him? Speaking is not the same as actions. Well, okay. Unlike these hondlers, Obama will take... And I skipped ahead, obviously, a few of these. Obama will take care of his earnings as ordinary income. Now, this is such a dumb... This last paragraph, it's like, fuck off, dude. Obama will take all of his earnings as ordinary income, which means that thanks to his own policies, which include the extra 0.9% Medicare tax that was part of the Affordable Care Act, he'll be paying a marginal tax, uh, marginal rate of more than 40% on that income. Sure, he'll keep the other 60% for himself, which is like, what, $230,000 or something? But he'll pay a much higher rate than most fat cats pay and a higher rate than corporations like Candace Fitzgerald and Penguin Random House pay. So, in effect, he'll be channeling large sums of money from corporations who pay far below their fair share in taxes and converting it into income that will be taxed at a substantially higher rate, converting private resources into public goods. Some might call it populism. Yeah. That's a real tortured logic of like, yeah, okay, Obama's going to talk to Cantor Fitzgerald. He's getting paid $400,000, but that's $400,000 that Cantor Fitzgerald would have paid lower taxes on. So really, Obama's just tricking them into giving it like, fuck off, man. Come on. That's That's a lot of thinking. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a tortured logic. That's not really, uh, you know, come on. But then if you factor in the tax break... (laughs) <laughs> yeah how yeah, does that work <laughs> i don't know but you know so anyway so that's something that people have been talking about listen if he wants to go get the money go get it it's fine but i don't think it's reasonable to look at and go yeah it has no impact on the way that people are going to view this guy it does it does it does <sighs> final thoughts nicely done oh okay thank you listen you want to talk about our sponsor did i give you the uh, the copy oh yes, yes you i have, have it all over the over there all right we didn't even talk about this before the show, but I'll tell you what. We're sponsored by Blue Apron today, and I really appreciate it. Um, like I say, my mom uses, my parents eat the Blue Apron every week. They love it. I talk to my mom. She goes, oh, my God. We had this chicken. We had this spiced beef. It was unbelievable. I think I'm going to have her, next time we have a Blue, Jesus, excuse me, next time we have a Blue Apron read, I'm going to have her call in quick to talk about what she made that week, give her personal testimonial about it. Fantastic Sounds idea. fun, right? Um Listen, this is a little bit about Blue Apron. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. Same thing. It's important to know where your progressives give speeches. They don't repeat a meal within a year, which is unbelievable. Um, I am the type of person that, that gets in like a routine of, if I like a certain meal from a certain place, I'll eat it three times a week. This is the type of thing that can get you out of that mode, which is nice. It's probably not the best thing in the world. I used to go to this halal cart on 53rd and 6th mm-hmm. right 50 or 56th and 3rd i don't know 53rd whatever it whole, moved the, no it didn't move but it's the law guys card i would go to that thing three four times a week i gained 15 pounds just eating lamb and rice you know no good this it's not gonna happen to you because you got fish chicken beef you can mix the whole thing up and they're going to be giving you a lot of different options which is great now these are some of the featured upcoming meals that i'm talking about Spinach and fresh mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta salada. 
Ooh, mm. that sounds nice. Sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot, and ginger fried rice. Perfect. And you make it yourself, which really feels good. Parmesan crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli. That's nice. Baby broccoli and fontina paninis with hard-boiled egg and arugula salad. That's the best one paninis. on that list to me. Paninis are great. I love egg. I like a hard-boiled egg or an egg in a salad or on a sandwich or on a burger even, a nice sunny-side-up egg. Mm. I love that. So that sounds like really good stuff to me. Uh, you have anything you want to say about Blue Apron, Joey, before I get to the deal for the Samsonites? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. Yeah. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. That's great. Those who spend a lot at restaurants or high-end grocery chains can spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat that. So you spend more time with your family. Hey, what'd you do in school today, little Janie? Had soccer practice go. Meanwhile, you're fucking grilling up paninis. Life is good. It takes less than 40 minutes, less than $10 a person. That's a great deal. Here's how you can have access to this food and give it a shot for free. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Samson. That's S-A-M-P-S-O-N. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so do not wait. That's blueapron.com slash Samson. Blue Apron, you know it's a better way to cook, and you know it really helps out the program, this program, if you use our code blueapron.com slash Samson because they go, wow, these Samsonites, they're well-educated on politics. They know what's going on. They talk about the media. They talk about current events. And they're getting this great food. They know what's going on. They continue to support us. You guys are supporting us and Blue Apron. You know, it's a nice symbiotic relationship. We'd appreciate it. If you have any interest in checking it out, please go to blueapron.com slash Samson. We really appreciate it. Sound good, Joey? Yes, it does. All right. Bill O'Reilly and a Fox News update. Now, I'm very excited about this one because I have some good clips. I love clips. <laughs> and you're not, you, like I said, you're going to be a little bit confused, I feel like, about where this is going, but it all comes together. Oh, so this is the section where I get confused? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and for true Samsonites, we have an old sound effect, an old soundboard clip coming back in this one. Oh, thank God. Bill O'Reilly, who was relieved of his duties as a uh, clown in chief i guess of Fox News, uh, <laughs> after, <laughs> after 21 years uh last i'm week. sorry i'm sorry you you took your notes and you couldn't come better than clown in i chief? just made that up i don't know i, I was just uh, off the cuff boo uh no not booing myself go fuck yourself Sp- <laughs> he spoke in his podcast uh recently and i got a couple of quotes from that by the way bill o'reilly 25 million dollar payout that's nice to leave yeah that's nice i take it absolutely so he paid thirteen million in in settlements, makes twenty five million to get fired. So he made he made pretty much the same. Does taking twenty five million dollars mean that it's an emission of guilt? No, because it's just his contracts. I guess he had an out thing in his contract okay. where they're like, you get you know you get fired or whatever, you leave with twenty five million. It's like a golden parachute. It's beautiful. Bill O'Reilly had this to say on his podcast. I'm sad that I'm not on television anymore. I can't say a lot because there's so much stuff going on right now. But I can tell you that I'm very confident the truth will come out. And when it does, I don't know if you're going to be surprised, but I think you're going to be shaken as I am. I can't say anymore because I just don't want to influence the flow of the information. I don't want the media to take what I say and misconstrue it. 
I'm picturing Bill O'Reilly naked in a bathtub with a telephone right now. No question about it. Absolutely. Um, so O'Reilly's doing a classic media thing there by being like, there's more to this, but yes. I can't tell you what it is. It's like some people can be like, oh my God, I wonder if there's more. No, there's not. Bill O'Reilly sexually harassed everybody and their mother at Fox News. He paid out the asshole for it and he finally got fired. So that's what happened. Uh, Godspeed. And that's it for Bill O'Reilly. But that was a pretty, that was a pretty good, that's it for me tonight. And here comes Sting when I cut off his new album. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good Bill O'Reilly. All right. Meanwhile, hold on. Let me prepare myself for this. Wait, where is it? Okay. Well, well, well go ahead. Can we do the math? Sure. If he paid out. Th- he didn't pay out. Fox paid out 13 million. Oh, okay. So Fox pays out 13 million in 15 years. 21. Excuse me. 21. Oh, we're going to do the whole thing. He 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 was a clear. Your first six years, he was a gentleman. The first six years. Good morning, Margaret. Then year seven, he's like, "Hey, hot tits, what's going on?" (laughs) uh, Meanwhile, former Fox News host Andrea Tantaros is suing Fox News, Roger Ailes, co-president Bill Shine, and PR head Arena Briganti for illegal electronic surveillance and computer hacking uh, to intimidate. To quote, intimidate, terrorize, and crush her career through an endless stream of lewd, offensive, and career-damaging social media posts, blog entries, and commentary, and high-profile, quote, fake media sites, which Fox News or its social influence contractors owned or controlled. Now, for people who are true Samsonites, you'll remember that Andrea Tantaros is this person. Chipotle. (laughs) No way! Chipotle, yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. Chipotle. Chipotle, Chipotle. <laughs> so is I this wa- where I it wanna, gets crazy? I want to no, no. It's going to get crazy with Ivanka. I want wow. to end the podcast within eight minutes of just Chipotle, <laughs> Chipotle, Chipotle. Should we do that? No. What? No, no. no. Like <laughs> we'll end the show. show. We'll end the show, and you just loop that in, and we'll just have that loop for eight minutes. Okay. Okay. Chipotle. Uh. <laughs> You know, because you said that, I'm going to hold you to it now. No, I'm going to do it. There's okay. no question about it. <laughs> Done. Stick around. Uh, <laughs> you, I asked you to do a little more research into this because what the hell is she talking about? She's suing the company for like terrorizing her online, basically. Okay. So apparently she was active like, so like through Twitter and through Facebook and was having like normal day conversations with people right. and someone took the time to, I guess, read all that information or whatever. And they said a bots or something, uh, maybe bots, something. And they would like secretly like send things to her of things that she said in private. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. So it's kind of like that. We're listening. Right. And now Fox News statement says Fox News and its executives flatly deny that they conducted any electronic surveillance of Miss Tantaros. They have no knowledge of the anonymous or pseudonymous tweets described in her complaint. This lawsuit is a flimsy pretext to keep Miss Tantaros and her sexual harassment claims in the public eye after the state Supreme Court directed her to bring them in arbitration. Now, an example of they're listening to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day she was talking about the anniversary of her dead brother. Right. Dead brother happens to be Daniel. She was- you know what killed him? He ate it. Chipotle. That's not true. It's not true. And it's great sad. timing. Thank you. Great timing. <laughs> and uh, so he, she's talking to a mom about dead Daniel. Right. And they don't call him that. <laughs> I would. And two months later, someone sends her a tweet that says, R.I.P. Daniel. Right. Now, 
But what she did not say publicly, nobody knew, no, right? Th- this could be a coincidence thing because maybe somebody was doing research <laughs> why did you say coincident like you're brazilian coincident <laughs> because you know it's somebody was doing a little research and they were like you know what oh the brother's dead it's well in that month maybe i should tweet at her right yeah i don't know it's an interesting situation but it's happened a couple other times yeah uh apparently they go on a trip to disney and they're talking about pyramids right so apparently at some point somebody on twitter sent her a message about a dog whose name happens to be pyramids right yeah and it's and it's shit that she's not saying online but somehow and she's just saying it to like her people that she knows like in in public right it's very odd so i don't know so we'll see what happens there but she seems to have some kind of evidence she does have one of my favorite quotes of the week though oh i'd love to hear it she believes that fox was being run as a sex fueled playboy mansion like cult yeah of course who wouldn't want to work there yeah chipotle it's no 100 percent. i mean this is the thing we talked about it last week it's like they're running it like it's 1950 that that's what they like you know these guys got to the top we feel powerful and we're gonna slap your ass toots you know like that's what they were doing it's not it's not right but that's how they were living it's not shocking you know look how the network is run look at the people on air they're all very there's there's a guys and girls there's a very specific look that they're going for they present the news in a very and that's why it's comforting i think especially for an older generation they look at it and they go this reminds me of what things used to be that's what the news looks like exactly right i like my news red and short skirts i like it and you know what i'm not gonna lie to you i like it too it's attractive. I don't love, Fo- you know, I don't believe what Fox is telling me. But obviously, what what am I not? What am I going to lie? I don't. I don't like looking at really attractive women. Blondes. Of course I do. You know, Andrew Tantar Chipotle's cute. Chipotle. But some of the shit that they say is a real turnoff. <laughs> so that's why they they don't they don't maintain my interest. But you know. So another thing that came up. Uh, uh, with this, and I wanted to ask you if you've seen or heard anything about this. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about anything about the sock puppets? <laughs> uh, I saw something the other day, but God, tell me. I don't know, like, in deep detail. Okay, apparently in the book, Murdoch's Ma- uh, World, uh-huh. there was a Fox News, like, public relations that used to set up, like, videos okay. of them using sock puppets attacking different, like, liberal ideals, liberal people, what? or For whatever. what purpose? I don't know. For fun, I guess? To show to, like, in office and be like, this is how you do it. I, 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 I have no to look into it, because just the fact that they're using sock puppets in such a deviant way. If there is a god, those sock puppet videos will leak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I want I want a sock puppet... Uh, them, talking like, dirty about a, to a about skirt. A, yeah, about abortion <laughs> or whatever, you know. Um, all right. Now, are you ready to get... Because we're going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit here. I, uh, is there anything... Actually, can we take a quick break so I can relieve myself so I don't pee my pants? Yeah, we can take a break. We're going to take a break. All right, we're back from break. Joe, you feeling better? Feeling fantastic. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I can't believe you interrupted a segment. 
could have waited. We could have waited till the end of it. But okay. I'll be honest. I was afraid that if this really gets kinky, I might piss myself, and <laughs> oh I don't want to do that. What are you doing at this lovely this studio? Chipotle. Um. Meanwhile, all right. So now we're we're just gonna pretend that nothing happened. Meanwhile, Jesse Waters, you know this goofball idiot that mm-hmm. has been on O'Reilly Show for years, is Waters World. He'll go down to Chinatown and just literally go like ching chong, ching chong to like people. I think it's funny. Yeah, you didn't see that? No. All right. Well, anyway, that's what he does. So, but he he does like man on the street shit. He was like that goofball fuck that would go down to Occupy Wall Street and be like, so like, what do you think about you know like because oh, people can't gotcha. answer. He's like, see, they're all dumb. It's like get get out of here. But meanwhile, hack he, shit. He was doing hack, hack shit. shit. Meanwhile, this goon, he's now like a regular guy on Fox News. Like he does the news shows. Like he's on he's a contributor. Yeah, he's a contri- he's a contributor. Yes, uh, got in trouble from Uh-oh. comments he made about Ivanka Trump. And here's the video of him. Why would you make comments about the president's wife? Uh, Trump is not married to his daughter Ivanka. Even oh, though, good point. Thank even you. Even though I'd love to be. There was that one video of her sitting on his lap. Dude, there's, such cra- there's, there's so many. Could you imagine? Like, if there was video of Malia sitting on Obama's lap, and then later Obama was like, "I'd marry her if she wasn't my daughter." Like, what are you? Yeah. T- uh-huh. What? Gross. Um. This is the clip of, of, this is the order we're going to do it. Okay. This is Jesse Waters saying whatever he said about Ivanka, got okay. himself in trouble. Then we have his re- explanation. Which, oh, he's going to just start digging, motherfucker. No, which I believe. Then okay. we're going to listen to Ivanka. <laughs> and then we're going to listen to something that I don't want to say right now, but we're going to listen okay. to it. All right, so this is Jesse Waters talking about the president's wife, Ivanka Trump. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Is this as he was president? Like, can you please date this? Put it yeah, in this is like this week. He said it oh, this week. week. Yeah, Ivanka was in Berlin. Oh, good God. Talking to, I guess, Angela Merkel and Christine Lagarde, the IMF chief. So anyway, but this, so this is okay. the five where they're talking about it. And this goon who is now like officially on the show. Um, here he is. Oh, All God, right. yes. Well, and I guess there was some kind of, because here's the other aspect that I guess I'm leaving out. So when she was in Berlin, she mentioned, and we're going to listen to the clip, but uh-huh. she talks about Trump's like record on women and like he's <laughs> a big advocate for women. And pe- some people were like, like, you know, you can hear like rabble rouse yeah, yeah, in the yeah. background. So the, obviously the left jumped on it. We're like, yeah, I mean, this is fucking crazy. And she would say that, whatever. And now their Fox's take was like, well, for feminists, they sure don't seem to support women. And it's oh, like, good. That's not what feminism is, but okay. They support her right to do it. They don't have to agree with her, but okay. Uh, all right. You know, the left says they really. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, come on. I, I, I apologize. I got it in post. No, I can't fix it in post. I got to put the. Uh, hold on. I got to. Hold on. Oh, God. The suspense is killing me. Right? All right, here we go. You know, the left says they really respect women, and then when given an opportunity to respect a woman like that, they boo and hiss. And I always thought the Europeans were supposed to be so sophisticated and well mannered. supposed to be so sophisticated. I want to kick this guy right in the temple. And now they're treating this like it's a soccer match. I don't understand what's going on. I think Ivanka's supposed to be the moderating voice for her father. So I think people in Europe should support that. I don't know why also saying that, you know, my father respects... Meanwhile, he's making great points. I mean, this guy's ready for primetime, right? I mean, he doesn't sound like he's just a rambling goofball idiot that doesn't know what he's talking about and, you know... Probably shouldn't be on television. Hasn't said anything I can fight about yet. Let's uh, let's see how this goes. I went back a little bit. Europeans were supposed to be so sophisticated and well mannered, and now they're treating this like it's a soccer match. I don't understand what's going on. I think Ivanka's supposed to be the moderating voice for her father, so I think people in Europe should support that. I don't know why. Also saying that 
you know, my father respects families is controversial. I mean, he's probably hired a ton of fathers and mothers and, and children. So I don't really get what's going on here. But uh, I really liked how she was speaking into that microphone. You talked over the uh, the part that we were waiting for the whole time. Good job. Oh, I'm bad. Uh, dude, I say it, good comedian I say it all the time. You have the uh, best, worst timing. It's crazy. Uh, like You didn't mean to do that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You didn't know that you were going to step, but you did perfectly. I mean, yeah. like, you fucked it up perfectly. It's amazing. All right. So my no, comment shut up. Let was... Me, no, no, let me just get this out because <laughs> okay. I, I want to point out how, how amazing this is going to be. Uh-huh. I pointed out that it's illegal to use children. Go. Okay. Well, I mean, he's probably hired a ton of fathers and mothers and and children so i don't really get what's going on here but uh i really liked how she was speaking into that microphone dana uh, what do you what do you make of this i mean you know she's okay oh my god so a lot of people now oh. a lot of people are like what is he saying it looks like she's holding a dick you know what i mean yeah, it's like dick joke yeah so but i i was like i don't know good mic technique well right now that's exactly right because I think a lot of people that jumped on this didn't really listen to the how how uh, sweet Ivanka sounds on mic, which we're going to talk about in a second. Now, yes. th- I disagree. Look, he could easily, because he's an idiot, be making a dick joke the week that they fire a guy for sexual harassment. But okay. <laughs> but maybe. I didn't take it that way because she's uh, not holding the microphone like you'd all right well all right hold on so she's holding the microphone just the way any is it like a shake weight is it moving back and forth she's not holding it back is the microphone vibrating no no okay so she's holding it like any person would hold the microphone it's yes. not like she's jerking anybody off or doing anything weird it's not too close to her mouth it's not it she's just holding a microphone yeah. so i don't i you know i don't think he's saying that maybe he is because he's stupid but i didn't take it that way now this is where it gets interesting so he goes this because this is how i took it Mm-hmm. He goes, during the break, we were commenting on Ivanka's voice and how it was low and steady and resonates like a smooth jazz radio DJ. This was in no way a joke about anything else. I agree with him. Now, yes. here's why. We're going to play the clip of Ivanka. Listen to how Ivanka sounds when she's talking, and then we're going to get to the final thing, which is a little bit down the rabbit hole. One of the only countries in the world, the only developed country in the world that doesn't have a paid leave policy um, for the benefit of families. So that is something I'm very, very proud of my father's advocacy long before he came into um, the presidency, but, but during the campaign, including in the primaries. He's been a tremendous champion of, of supporting families and enabling them to thrive in the new reality of... You, you, you uh, hear the, the reaction from, from, from the audience, so I, I need to, to address one more point. Um, some attitudes towards women your father has publicly uh, displayed uh, in, in former times uh, might uh, leave one uh, questioning whether he's such a... Such an empower for women how, how do you relate to that or are things changing or what's your comment on that I've certainly heard the criticism from the media and um, that's been perpetuated but I know from personal experience and I think the thousands of women who have worked with and for my father for decades when he was in the private sector are a testament to his belief and solid conviction in the potential of women. I'll potentially grab them by the pussy. That's right, Ivanka. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I just started laughing because all I picture is Trump sitting on a golden throne with a bunch of women just standing there holding binders. No, you're Romney. You're confusing too many. Oh, damn it. All right, so now you hear the way Ivanka talks. Yes. 
Obviously. Sex phone operator, obviously. Okay. Obviously. Okay. That I'm doesn't not, even need to be I'm stated. I'm not saying that, but it is very... She, first of all... Empowering women. Beautiful, Ivanka. Right? Yes. I mean, she really is. Couple that with this, like, very proper way of talking. You hear the little, like, sounds that she's saying. and but- She's hitting the okay. keys, having the S's. Now, this reminded me of something, and I'm very proud of myself for making this connection. There's something called ASMR, and we're going to hear it in a second. Now, the, the video is a woman speaking, explaining what ASMR is, but speaking in the way that is ASMR. So, Am I supposed to know what ASMR no, is? No, a lot of people wouldn't know about it, but okay. basically what it is, it's like a way that people talk or different sound, and I'm not going to mimic it. We're going to play the video and let her explain it, but basically yeah. what it is, it's like the way somebody, the way Ivanka was speaking is pretty much what ASMR is. Speaking in a very calm, soothing tone, just sort of sounds like kind of like background noise and... You know, you kind of hear it. Oh, you're doing great. You know, people can maybe like, you know, tap on, you know, just like repetitive sound a little bit. And like, it's supposed to basically, it like fucks with your brain to an extent and like creates like a nice warm, like tingling sensation going down your spine. I'm listening to what she's saying. And it's calming. And the idea is like, as children, some people get really attuned to it because maybe when they're in their crib or whatever, there's conversation going on in another room or their mom is like reading them a story or singing to them Mm -hmm. or like brushing their hair or whatever. And so it's like this like reaffirming, like familiar feeling. Now we heard Ivanka, right? Do we need to hear any more of Ivanka talking or we got, we got it. We got it. Okay. Now this is the chick explaining ASMR and I'll play the video. Hold on. Let me see actually. Cause it's uh, if you go to YouTube, it's gentle whispering. It's youtube.com slash gentle whispering. Now you tell me because I am defending Jesse water. So I think he's an idiot. Can you gentle whisper into my ear? No. Well, you're about to hear it. Okay. So, okay. So I'm defending him and he's, he definitely didn't mean she's sucking the microphone dick. That's not what he was talking about. This is what he was talking about. Now this is a chick explaining ASMR. Hello, my name is Maria, and I'm here to tell you about ASMR. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. The, now, is it, are, we're going to listen to the whole thing, but is that not how Ivanka talks, kind of? Yeah, it is. Okay. It's a pleasant, tingling feeling that you experience when you hear unique, soft voices. Like Ivanka Trump's. Or hear certain soothing sounds. No, I find it irritating. You know what? It's happening. All of it. I'm a loud family person. You know, my family's <laughs> loud. We we don't. Nobody um is demure in my family. We're all like, what the fuck is going on? Can we get going here? Everything is like that. You know, even when we're happy, we're like, this is the best fucking day ever. We're we're all Yay. loud. You know, so this this shit. Yeah, I don't relate to this, but this this is Ivanka. This is what Ivanka sounds like. Or. Both. Like sounds of me whispering and brushing your hair. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. Or giving you a scalp massage. Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, shall we? I can use this brush to trace along your face. She's like a makeup brush, you know. It's explaining. Uh-huh. And the ear. Over the other cheek. And the other ear. 
It's just very calming, very soothing. This tingly sensation is euphoric. It starts in the back of your head, travels down through your spine, into your limbs, relaxing you, giving you a feeling of well-being. We believe that everyone has the ability to experience it. It's simply a matter of finding the trigger that speaks to you. Thankfully, in the ASMR world, the choices are endless. Okay. One more time, Yvonne. Just a quick... Just one more time? Okay. One of the only countries in the world, the only developed country in the world, that doesn't have a paid leave policy um, for the benefit of families. I, I mean, obviously... She has been trained. Well... Now, now it's made me wonder, is this all been hypnosis? Has Trump, has the Trump family unlocked the key to hypnosis, to tricking people into believing it? Like he has a very weird speech pattern. I mean, it's incredible. There is no doubt about the way that Trump talks. It's unlike anything you've ever heard. I mean, it's truly terrific. And this one now, she's like the, uh, the sirens. She's the way she's talking in like the odyssey. You do know what the sirens did, right? You would crash the boat into the rocks, and that'd be the end of you. Yeah, because this country's she's leading everybody yeah, to their death. This country's heading towards uh, prosperity. Yeah, yes. and uh, no, but isn't that interesting? I mean, obviously, I'm fucking around, but like, he wasn't talking about the microphone. He was talking about the way she talks. Yes, she talks unbelievable. Nobody talks like that. Well, again, she is getting paid to talk, or she is on a mission. So obviously, you're going to give the best presentation possible and part of that presentation is asmr yeah well she talks like finishing school girl you know where it's like she's very intelligent what's all the boarding schools like but she's very proper she knows that this is the salad fork this is the other Mm -hmm. fork, and so you know that's how i talk confidently i never say um or like but it's very i throw it in there just to to have you know i sound like you kind of amazing Um, kind of amazing no she doesn't sound like anybody she does not sound like anybody (laughs) but fascinating i'll be honest with you if you sat me down in a in a dark room i wish yeah and had me naked no all right never and you only played like voices i would not be able to pick out her voice how about this could you pick out this voice you see growing up i only had one good pair of shoes yes who is that joni ernst right yes it's joni Plastic bread bags. And there's several people you would be able to do that with. Donald Sutherland, how about this Sean one? Connery. How about this one? No apologies. <laughs> Who's that? Wait. I think he's a, a man with a worldview that doesn't fit reality. Dick Cheney. Right. One more. Last one. Okay. My father was a bartender. <laughs> uh, he's a Florida Cuban. Yeah, Marco, uh, Marco Rubio. Rubio. Very good. Okay. But, one, one more. Okay. I think that's great. Ah, oh, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Very good. But yeah, there were certain people whose voices you can pick out. No, I was lying here. One more. I look like a fucking pimp. Oh, that's that? me. That's you. That's yeah. me. But like there's several people that, you know, yes, have that unique sounding voice. Right. I don't feel that if Vanka Trump is on that. No, level. she doesn't have a unique sounding. No, it's not like, uh, like you said, Keith, whatever, Donald Sutherland or yes. something. But Keith or two. You know, or the guys that do the voiceovers for movies and shit yes. like that. You you know that that's their voice. Um, it's not unique in that way, but 
it's familiar. It's the yes. opposite of that, which is what I think is appealing about it. I don't think she's doing it on purpose necessarily. No, she is. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe a little bit, right? Not but, 100%. But goddamn, it's ASMR. Yes. She, when Ivanka talks, a certain percentage of the country is like, mm, I'm so relaxed. Yes. <laughs> Get a little tingles down your spine. <laughs> so now. Is that great? Yes. I think that's great. I think. I think it helps to promote I think that's great. an agenda when you can have or give Thuyark oh, failing sounds. Oh, you're good at ASMR. I am not good at ASMR. <laughs> um, I'll right. work on it. You ready to do this? Now we're going to talk about Ann Coulter quick. Then we're going to get to the uh, the Trump odds and ends, which is actually not really odds and ends this week. It's it's uh, polls and tax policy. And really numbers. Good. I love numbers. I do too. Because if anything is comedic, it's a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper. 38. 42. I'm going to cut it 19%, 12%, maybe even 38%. I don't How know. old do you feel, Mr. Trump? 16. What? Whoa. The job is younger than me. That's not a word, but I feel aged. I felt maybe like 48, 52, maybe 70. I don't know. I'm 70 years old, 69. I don't know. But now I feel 16. It's amazing. Me and Ivanka are going to get married. I'm the younger man. What? All right. Uh, last week... Ann Coulter was scheduled to speak at UC Berkeley about the dangers of pro-immigration policies. Berkeley asked her to postpone her speech a week until they could find a safe venue on campus because protests and other violent, whatever conflicts are possible. Uh, She refused and said she'd speak anyway. She didn't. And then she released a speech, uh, uh, a statement saying there will be no speech. There will be no speech. I looked over my shoulder and my allies had joined the other team. All right, Ann Coulter. And then she tweeted a bunch of shit. She wrote, I'm so sorry Berkeley canceled my speech. I'm so sorry YAF acquiesced in the cancellation. And I'm so sorry for free speech crushed by thugs. I'm so sorry Berkeley had a different story every 20 minutes, which always was no speech. If we had continued to fight, we could have won. I'm very sad about Berkeley's cancellation, but my sadness is greater than that. It is a dark day for free speech in America. Yes, because you couldn't talk. It's sickening when a radical thuggish institution like Berkeley can so easily snuff out the cherished American American right to free speech. Berkeley released a statement saying, contrary to some press reports and circulating narratives, the UC Berkeley administration did not cancel the Coulter event and has never prohibited Mrs. Coulter, uh, Ms. Coulter from coming on campus. You remember th- when you took that improv class and you would do and? Yes, and. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. Well, this is how I feel about it. The exact opposite. Oh, really? Who cares? <laughs> you don't care? Don't care. How come? Uh, it just seems that if she really cared about freedom of speech, she would just have gone and done it anyway, even if it was just a room of five people. Well, the concern a was... A safe venue? Yeah. Well, UC Berkeley, obviously, has a vested interest in making sure that their speakers don't get hit with rocks or something, but... So one time you had one one-off where some alt-right douche... Well, it was Milo. Milo, Milo got punched yeah. in the face. No, no, no. Mouth. That was Richard Spencer got punched at the Trump march. Oh, I'm mixing things, thing. aren't I? Yes. Milo Yiannopoulos spoke at UC Berkeley, or he's going to speak in February, but there was protests and violence and shit, so it ended up getting canceled. He didn't get to speak. Here's two sides of the equation. Okay. First of all, yeah, who gives a shit whether Ann Coulter can actually give her speech or not? It's nonsense. You've heard her give it before. It's not that important. Problem is... She does have free speech. We should specifically cherish that on college campuses, particularly UC Berkeley, which was like at the heart of that, uh, the free speech struggle and and everything during Vietnam and all this shit. Um, It's also really dangerous for the left wing to think that it's okay to shut down 
conversation you don't agree with. If you're, if you want protest it, do not be violent, but you can go and protest it. Let them have their conversation or probably better yet, ignore it because that's what a lot of this feeds off of the, the whole reason yeah, that Ann Coulter and Milo and Steven Crowder and people like that go to college. You're arousing campuses. a reaction on purpose. Yeah. Because they know that these people are going to freak out and it's the anti-fa, the anti-fascist people that are like, we need to oppose them by all means necessary. That's fascism. Dummy. You're being fascist. Like we, I don't agree with Ann Coulter, but I don't have a problem with her talking. I don't have a problem with anybody talking. Yeah, but when when you can't even figure out if she counseled or if she wasn't allowed to give, well, that's a whole you know that's, that's a whole another snowball, show. right? That's a whole other snowball. But the, the 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 reason I bring it up is because I really do think that people should be allowed to talk. Words are words, you know. If you can't handle those words, then that's your problem. It's not really the problem of the person that's talking or the people that want to hear them talk. Now, I guess you get into kind of a gray area where hit like, would we allow Hitler? Oh, you know, God. I said this last week. Why do you bring up Hitler? Like, no matter what we say now, it's going to be negative. It's right, going to be Stalin. bad. I, I don't know. I'm saying if some, if a Hitler's coming to come Hitler got elected. Yes. Right. So I understand the argument then to an extent of like, we probably shouldn't, allow somebody to to get up there and start espousing anti-Semitic views and saying we need to create a better rate, you know, like, Mm -hmm. okay. But also as long as he's not inciting violence. Yeah. But don't you indirectly incite violence by a certain tone that you take with the words that you were using? I guess you could. Sure. I guess you could, but anyway, but all right. So that's a different, but okay. And Coulter has already said what she's going to say. You've heard her say it. You can listen to her say it again. And you don't even have to listen to it. She was going to try to talk to the college Republicans there. It's not like she was just giving a speech to the entirety of campus, you know? So really it would have been horrible to just let Ann Coulter talk and then leave. No, because she's just preaching to the choir that's going to show up. Right. It's not going to change right. anyone's minds. Right. The question is becoming, uh, is, would, I guess, would the snowflakes do something no, that you know, they shouldn't not, We're not going to use the... the we're not I, use the I really like that, though. I know you do. And you know what? All right, fine. Because they are you, they are being snowflakes. That's the problem. Like, yes. You're, you can't handle... Because that's just not the reality of how things work. Sometimes you're going to be faced with uncomfortable ideas. And if you really feel so strongly about them, you should be able to articulate an opposition to them in a way that changes the other person's mind or if you can't change their mind you should at least be able to go well there clearly i disagree with what you're saying for these reasons but i understand the right you have to say it right i totally disagree with you you can say it but i think that my argument is stronger and i eventually it will eventually win out it's the battle of ideas this is the problem because the idea it doesn't become a battle of ideas anymore it becomes a battle of can these people even talk which yeah they can Mm. (laughs) let them talk if you think their ideas are so bad they're not going to resonate what are you so worried about? That's part of the equation too. And it's also, I think an embarrassment for liberal ideas, you know, because these people kind of like raise the flag of liberalism. They're not really liberal because a liberal idea is free speech. Yeah. You know, the freedom to express your opinion. And even if it's an ugly opinion, it should still be expressed. We talked about it with the Westboro Baptist church and yada, yada, and a lot of different situations. So this is another example. And sadly it's happening at Berkeley. Um, that I just uh, I disagree with. You know, I don't think it, it's something that, um, you know, I, I don't think it should be tolerated that this is how we're going to allow like supposed left wing to behave. It's ridiculous. So how do you how do you adjust and make sure this doesn't keep occurring? 
Well, I think it's a pro. You know, I think ironically, it's a problem of what is being taught in colleges. You know, I think it's it's a the safe space shit. Listen, I understand. I'm very much in favor of people being treated respectfully. I'm very nice to everybody I run into. I I'm not somebody that is ever looking to you know belittle someone or or whatever particularly in like a real life scenario mm-hmm. yeah obviously i call people dummies and shit on the well, show but it's a show but like but at the same time you have to be able to exist in the reality of what the world is and this there there's this this idea where if we just start calling people transphobic and this and that and no you can't say that what they're saying is intolerable you're creating an environment that is so unrealistic that you're destined to get hurt by it and it also makes makes the argument stronger on the other side. It makes them go, well, fuck off. We're going to come to your college and we're going to talk. If you don't want them to be there, maybe you should just allow it to happen a few times. And then, then it's not fun anymore. You know? See, because something that I try to grapple my head around, but I guess because I'm no longer in the college environment and stuff. I'm trying to figure out how a safe space environment would work in reality. There isn't one. It doesn't. It can't. So you're not safe. So from other people's idea, you're just not. So what would be a like if I task you, Mr. Trump, to explain a safe space environment in reality or the closest you could do to it? Can you explain it to me? Basically, it's getting as rich as I am because then you don't have to hang out with the plebeians. You can just go up to your golden tower and you don't have to see them. You see Ivanka, you see Melania, you see Baron, and that's it. You don't, Don Jr., you don't talk to anybody that isn't exactly like you. That's why there's such a premium on being rich because then you don't have to deal with poor people except when you need them to vote for you. And I trick them with my ASMR and my wall tactics. So then... It's a space where everyone is accepted because everybody's at the same. Well, that's another aspect of it. Right. Because, then, because now then, I'm going to. Right. It becomes homogenous uh, to a certain extent. You know, it's also, I feel like a lot of like white middle class kids doing this shit where it's like you didn't grow up in a bad situation. You didn't grow up in a situation where you faced much adversity at all. And now somehow you're create you be, now when you are faced with something that is, uh, opposed to your mindset now you can't handle it but that's what i'm talking about you're perpetuating the situation by constantly trying to create these safe spaces and well we can't use that word we can't say this word well okay then what are you doing what kind of world are you going to walk into that doesn't exist really because every place should be a safe space well you create it by being who you are like you're energy and your sphere of influence is going to travel throughout the world. If you're in a situation where somebody's doing something you don't think they should be doing, you can Speak go, up. Hey, you know what? Don't, don't use that. That that's come on. Let's not do that. You can do that. You're that's okay. There doesn't have to be a sign on the door that explains the situation of the room. And then when somebody does something that you don't like, because it's a joke, you didn't think it was funny or whatever, or says something about immigration that you think is dangerous. You can't be like, Nope, no, that is not allowed. No, it is allowed. Unfortunately. Yeah, it is allowed. You can't just, fucking put up rules around the world it's not going to happen that way you can maybe do it on college but that's the opposite of what college is supposed to be college you're supposed to be uh um um i can't think of the word like you're supposed to be confronted with different ideas and things that you maybe you wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise and maybe you don't agree with them but certainly you can you can intellectually try to 
grapple with them, like you said, and, and, and figure out whether somebody's making a point or not. Then you can dismiss it or whatever, but it's not, you know, it's just an idea. It's not something that you need to be fucking alarmed by. Yeah. And there's a difference between ideas and the way that people treat it. You know, I don't know, whatever. It's a whole complicated thing. The core of the argument is she should be allowed to give her speech. Yes. But Berkeley is a private college, right? It's not a, uh, no, it's the university of California. So it's a state college, right? State. So that's it, man. Like that's it. If it's a private school, then, then it's a different story, but it's not. So it is what it is. Does, does and, they're allowed to, and they're allowed to protest. Yes. You know, does this speaking fee go up now because she's in demand? I don't know. I mean, Ann Coulter's kind of reached the pinnacle of like where Ann Coulter's like, yeah, I don't think she's going to get right? more famous than she is. You know, like she's doing pretty well for herself as what she does. You know, she writes nine books a year and <laughs> gives these speeches That's and she does what she books. does. Well, I don't know how many books she's actually. I met Ann Coulter. You know, she's been in for Race Wars, which yeah. we produce here too. Nice. You know, nice to everybody. Hanging out says her shit on the microphone leave but like it's not like she's an asshole it's not like she comes in and is mean to anybody she's fine took a picture i didn't but she takes pictures of people you know it's a weird situation it is <laughs> but you know it's like deal with it stop stop well, what are you gonna do you're just gonna freak this is part of why trump got elected like it or not it is because hillary tried to adopt the other tactic of like united we're better together oh, God. and tom perez that basic bitch he's yep. out there doing that shit yeah it sounds good but we're not united and we don't actually have to be united in that way we have to be united around a handful of issues let's get them done that's what it is but there's always going to be arguments because even again i bring up this argument all the time this this example the pussy hat thing at the fucking women's march oh god i can't well yeah. not all women have vaginas so that's pretty offensive fuck off Ugh. do you not get what's going you're right i guess but do you not get what's happening here like you're missing the point so there's always going to be that type of infighting you gotta you gotta relax with some of the shit you have to yeah it's just a dangerous i that's dangerous ideology the same way you don't like when trump doesn't want you know won't allow reporters to ask questions. it's the same idea it's just yeah. two sides of the same coin and you're all meeting in the middle at fascism <laughs> and that's the problem don't fight fascism the anti these anti-fascist idiots who just have so nothing fascist. they're so dumb it doesn't make any sense to me well we're gonna we're gonna fucking uh ruin the campus because we hate trump's ideas like all right oh. okay that's the same as like radical islamists that blow shit up we can't handle the ideas. Ah, you're doing the same shit. You're acting as like little terrorists. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Trump odds and ends. You ready for this? And we're going to wrap up the program. I can't wait for a bunch of numbers. Let's do it. All right. Well, don't say it like that. I mean, it's going to be good. I don't know. If people are going to tune out. You better not tune out. We have eight minutes of Chipotle coming up. Chipotle. Oh my God. I forgot. Yeah, we are going to do that. Washington Post ABC News poll. 96% of Trump voters would do it again. Oh, while well, 2% say they regret supporting him. That's the only bit of information I need. Only 2% of Americans who voted for Trump regret it. Right. Wow. So liberals can talk about, oh, it's been a disaster, 100 days. You didn't get anything done. People that vote for him don't care. And guess what? He got done kind of what they wanted. He got Gorsuch in. Mm -hmm. He's at least done he's tried to do the immigration shit he's talking about the wall they're not they're not actually paying attention to whether he's doing it or not he's a say it seems like he is he bombed syria he bombed afghanistan he's doing what i want yep that's it 96 percent. 
Be very concerned about that number. It's the only number that fucking matters. We're going to give some more, though. 53% say he's a strong leader. 25% of Democrats say that, which is mental. Hmm. 73% like how he's pressuring companies to keep jobs in the U.S., even though he's not really doing that, even though it's not really happening. We've talked about it. They've already The Intel jobs are already here, but Trump's going to take credit for it. Okay, mm-hmm. 73% like that. 46% like how he's handling the North Korea situation, which is the plural. What? Which is a plurality. That's the most amount of people in the poll numbers. So 46%, even though it's not more than half, it's still the most. Most people still think he's doing the right thing with North Korea. Wow. 62% like the Syria bombing. 56% say, now listen to this. So, okay. right, 73% like how he's pressuring companies. 96% of them think that they, you know, they don't regret voting for him. Again. 56% don't think he has the judgment to serve efficiently. What? What? So more than half think that he can't, he doesn't have the judgment to, to run the country efficiently. So even though Yet they can't. support, more than that, support him on these issues? Uh, how? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the Democrats are like, he is a bigot, white supremacist, incompetent, and we support his decision to bomb Syria. Okay. Okay. Nothing makes sense anymore. (laughs) Fine. Fine. (laughs) Right? I mean, is that... Oh, my God. Wait. I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So he's deficient. Right. But you're happy with his deficiency. Yes. He's doing a great job while being totally deficient and has no judgment. Yep. There, we're very pleased with his choices. He's a strong leader. Uh, 67% believe Democrats are out of touch. 58% believe Trump is out of touch, while 62% think the GOP is out of touch. Who's more out of touch? The GOP, Trump, or the Democrats? The GOP and the, the Democrats. Democrat, no, the GOP and Trump are too close together. Well, it's the same. He represents the party. But the, oh. the, of all of those, the least amount of people think Trump is out of touch. The most amount of people think the Democrats are out of touch. 67% think Dems are out of touch. 96% of people don't regret voting for Trump. So that's the problem. So can we talk about like what they mean by the Democrats are out of touch? Are they out of touch with the social uh, agenda? Are they out of touch of finding adequate representation for that social well, it's agenda. jobs i think it's a lot of things i mean it's an abstract thing but it's job you know who they actually represent again we talked about it during the the primaries they p- preach to the choir of yes. course a lot everybody kind of agrees on the democratic side about trans rights gay rights mm-hmm. you know a lot of those things all come together you already have those people they should know and they shouldn't to use your word be such snowflakes they should understand that only one side is going to support you Yes. So if they excuse them, if maybe they're going to try to talk about other stuff to try to get more people to vote so that way your shit can get done, uh, excuse them for doing that. But Hillary didn't want to do that. Hillary no, talked just to those issues, didn't really talk to any other economic issues. Uh, maybe Bernie didn't talk enough about the, those issues because he assumed that those people would fucking go along with him because he was set obvi- up to fail from he's the, the only so obvious choice. Well, whatever. But okay, so they're out of touch. Trump not out of touch, apparently. And the people that voted for him are like, yeah, I'll do it again. Of course. Yeah. Okay. We'll see who the Democrats run. Keep an eye on those numbers. So now that we know that they'll vote for Trump again, what is Trump trying to do? So Trump put out his tax plan, which is a massive corporate giveaway. Um, and we'll see. It's still got to be voted on, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down 
in my opinion, to what the moderate Republicans think of it and like how, you know, how they're going to negotiate down. But these are some of the basic ideas that are going to take place in the tax plan. He plans on cutting the corporate tax rate from 39.6 to 15 and no taxes on overseas profits, which would wait, what? wait, which would leave basically a $2.5 trillion hole in the budget. Okay. Okay. Which, all right, good luck with that. No taxes on overseas profits means companies are just going to start making more overseas profits, no? Yeah. Right. And that money's not in the economy then. It's not here. No. It's overseas. It's overseas profits. Uh, he wants to cut the inheritance tax, which is the death tax. $5.49 million for individuals, $11 million for couples um, to qualify for the 17.7% tax, which generates... $275 billion over 10 years. Basically, if a single parent is trying to leave money to his kids before he dies, mm-hmm. he would get taxed 17.7%, anything over $5.49 million, which is a handful of families, right? Yeah. If it's a couple, it's $11 million. Um, I don't mind that it exists, the death tax. I, you know, I don't think it's the biggest issue that we have to worry about. But to an extent, I'm kind of like, yeah, we can get away, do away with it too. I, I know that it's going to cost money, but if I if I made, you know, six hundred million dollars and I wanted to leave my money to my kids, why why should I get taxed? It got taxed already. It's income. You know, oh, why should it get taxed a few again? Times yeah, it's getting taxed a few times. So I understand the logic behind that, and that's not one that I'm willing to like. I would compromise on that if I was a Democrat. But all right, but I'm also okay with it because it's like. Yeah, it's not going to kill you if you have six million dollars. They take, you know, six hundred thousand of that. Okay, it's not the worst thing in the world, but yeah, it is what it is. Does away now again. This is all of it gets passed, but yeah. the tax plan does away with the three point eight percent tax on stocks, bonds, and real estate imposed by Obamacare on people making two hundred plus thousand dollars a year. Ninety percent. So they're going to defund Obamacare, so they don't even have to worry about the health insurance. Well, it's not a matter of because def- it would. F- become defunct well no i mean i don't think so but they're they're, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to take away some of the revenue streams for you know the exchanges 90 percent of the break like 90 percent of the people that end up getting this um you know this 3.8 percent they don't Uh have to pay the 3.8 percent make more than seven hundred thousand dollars a year so it's for people two hundred thousand a year or more but 90 percent of the people that pay this tax now make more than $700,000 a year. So it's very rich. So again, it's a big break on really rich people. Does away with the alternative minimum tax. This is the one I like. Now, the alternative minimum tax, Trump, we found out thanks to Rachel Maddow. Remember when everybody's mad at Rachel Maddow? Okay. The only reason we know that Trump paid $31 million in alternative minimum tax in 2005. Yes, because she released the fucking tax documents that she got. He's doing away with the alternative minimum tax. Essentially, the alternative minimum forces wealthy people to pay taxes as opposed to claiming, you know, different, um, I can't think of the word, but anyway, deductions, deductions, different expenses, whatever. So they, they can end up essentially not paying taxes. Do you know what I want to do in my perfect, uh, universe? What? We get rid of all deductions and we just make it a AMT tax. Just the whole thing would be AMT. A flat tax? No, an ATM you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, alternative minimum. Well, yeah, I mean, the idea... But by the way, they're also planning on getting rid of, like, many of the tax brackets. They, they just want, like, three. <laughs> Which ends up being a big giveaway to really wealthy people because you go, well, anybody making over a million gets taxed 20%. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but 
there's a handful of people that make between a million and whatever. And then the 1% makes billions of dollars. And so you're only taxing them 20%. That's crazy. So where's all the money going to come from? And then what? You're going to tax people that make less than $100,000. What are you going to tax them? 7%? So the difference is only 13% between the literally the poorest people and the, super wealthy. the wealthiest people in creation. They also want to establish a rep- one-time 10% repatriation tax. So con- corporations that have money overseas, they can bring it back into the country, tax it only 10% as opposed to whatever 35 percent or something so but at the same time they're gonna let them increase the profits overseas yes there's no tax on it tax free so if it's tax free how why would you bother bringing it back in to be taxed i'm so confused you wouldn't you wouldn't really you wouldn't you wouldn't so that's what they're planning on doing oh all right that's all i got joey anything else yes Oh, you have something else? Eight minutes of Tripoli. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to do Well, I'm going to do a little wrap-up. Now, listen, I gotta. I, I cut this out of the rundown this week because I figure when Matt's here, we'll talk about it. It's like more of a conversational mm-hmm. thing. Cool thing about Iceland and computers. Ooh. It's a little tease. We're going to talk about that next week. Plus, I'm going to talk to you guys about my trip to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, which I'm very much looking forward to. Yes. Um, that's about it. You guys can email us, mandatorysamson at gmail.com. You can also rate, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on soundcloud.com slash mandatorysamson. You can comment on the episode, and we will have a little conversation on there, as we always do. You can follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Samp. Joey's at Joey from Jersey. Jersey is, of course, spelled with a Z. Um, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And now stick around for eight minutes of Andrea Tantaros saying the word Chipotle wrong. We'll talk to you next week. Chipotle, 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 Chipot
Chipotle, 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 
Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle, Chipotle. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Yeah.